So thank you uh, for joining us tonight to celebrate Jesus and his birth. You know, uh, it's amazing how many times I have sung those carols, those Christmas carols, and then when you add a great band and a beautiful voice and some stuff from media, you start to look and think about what you actually are singing. And that happened to me tonight. If you look at uh, O Holy Night, which is my favorite of all the uh, Christmas carols, uh, the first verse goes, O Holy Night, the stars are bright, brightly shining. It's the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Now watch this verse. A thrill of hope, the weary soul rejoices. And I thought, you know, I never really noticed those words before. A weary soul rejoices. Now I get the weary soul part. I mean, just let me say a few words and you might identify with why the writer wrote that. 9,000. Omicron. COVID. Online schooling. Kids at home. Working from home. Chaos. Mess. Fear of getting COVID. You know, that, those words just remind us how weary we're getting 20 months into this thing called COVID. And all of that, all the COVID stuff, is on top of the normal stress of life and busyness. And then we add Christmas onto that, and we're still trying to, with all the restrictions, get around, get the right gifts, get the food, get everything made, make, you know, figure out who's coming, when we're coming, changing times, uh, dealing with the relational conflict that comes be, with the intensity of the, of, of the season, uh, the inner office politics, the disappointments, finding the right gift. And all of that, and, and you get why, I get why the, we, we say weary, I'm getting weary. I get the weary soul part. But what I don't get is the weary soul rejoices part. Because when I get weary, I don't typically tend to rejoice. In fact, I go the total opposite way. I get irritable. I get short. I say things that I shouldn't say. There's not a whole lot of rejoicing when I'm weary. And so I kind of thought, well, what is this song trying to tell us? Where's the weary soul rejoicing? Well, I kind of like what our team did tonight how they started us thinking about the reality of the weariness that we're in and then changed our focus to think about Jesus and who he is. Now, strangely enough, there's uh, a teenager, a pregnant teenager came up with this idea of the weary soul rejoicing. She'd gotten pregnant, she was just a teenager, and uh, she told all her parents and her relatives, her aunts and uncles, friends, she lived in a small town, it was God that made me pregnant. 
Now, I can imagine not a whole lot of people really believed her. I can imagine some people mocked her, laughed at her, and yet she still had to go through nine months of carrying a baby and all the emotional stress and all the mental stress and the opposition and the feeling marginalized, feeling isolated. I can understand how she would say, I'm weary in soul, and yet this is what she writes. She writes a poem, and she writes this, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. So here's a young woman who knows what it means to be weary and yet rejoice. She says, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Now when you're understanding and looking at Scripture, this is out of Luke 1. These are the words of Mary, the mother of Jesus before Jesus was born. It's important to understand what words the person uses in order to understand what are they really trying to say. And as I was thinking about these words of Mary, oddly enough, the smallest word in there, one of the two smallest words in there, was the one that caught my attention. And my spirit rejoices in God. I mean, you can be in a car, you can be in a building, but what does it mean to be in God? And then I thought, you know what? Another writer wrote something very similar to that. The great, 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 grandfather of Mary, whose name is David, he wrote a poem, and in that poem he said, you fill me with joy in your presence. And so Mary the teen and David the older ruler and seasoned warrior had learned the same thing, that there is something about being in the presence of God that changes us on the inside. There's something about being in the presence of God that, that gives joy to us, that brings peace to us, that brings strength to us, that gives us hope when we don't feel hope. It's as if when we enter into the presence of God, we take off the things, the, the things that are heavy and making us weary, and God gives us new clothes to put on that make us feel joy-filled and full of strength and hope. Over the last, uh, this last fall, uh, we opened uh, the doors in the, the fall uh, for services. And then over, since September, week by week, we were seeing more and more people starting to return. People who had been in isolation, who hadn't been coming, wanted to protect themselves. And bit by bit, people were starting to come. And we were watching the numbers going up and the place filling up as more and more people came. And almost every week, I would see people coming for the first time. And, and when they walked in the doors and saw people they hadn't seen in months, or sat through a service and then got up and, and talked to people they hadn't talked to in months. It just seemed like everybody was smiling and laughing and, and, and chatting. And you could just tell by the body language that people were enjoying, full of joy. And so many people said, it just feels so 
good to be back with uh, you know, friends and family that I haven't seen in so long. It just makes me feel so good. And I thought, if that joy comes when we're in the presence of our friends and family, imagine the joy that would come when we're in the presence of God. And that's what Mary was saying. That's what the songwriter was saying. That though our souls get weary from the realities of the world in which we live, that when we enter into the presence of God, there is a supernatural strength, a supernatural joy, a supernatural peace, a, a supernatural reality that changes within us because the presence of God, like walking close to a, a roaring bonfire, we feel the warmth that just penetrates us. So when we walk close to the bonfire of God's presence, joy and strength and peace and hope just penetrate us. It's so simple. And this young teenager carrying God in her womb said, I rejoice because I'm in the presence. Everything fades away. Now I wonder if Mary's words are a good reminder to us as we head into the end of this year and the beginning of another that the busyness and the pressure of life, you know, has kept us out of the presence of God. It's our spiritual disciplines like worship, coming into worship, getting into the Word of God, meditating and thinking on it, talking to God about it, that not just going through these disciplines, but engaging in them and embracing them as the, they're the doorways, the worship, the word and prayer that we walk through into the presence of God. And maybe this is a reminder this Christmas night with the weariness that comes in life that, yeah, I need to, I need to make sure that I'm returning back into the presence of God. I, I need that hope. I need that strength. I need that life that, that comes from God. I, I've been missing that, and, and I've kind of neglected coming into his presence. little wonder I'm feeling the weight of things I'm feeling. Maybe Christmas night is a good reminder, Mary's simple words, to rejoice in God. I have to be with God to rejoice in God. Or maybe for you, it's strange, those words, the idea that you can be in God's presence. Nobody's ever really told you that before. You've never heard that before. You can be in God's presence. I've never experienced that. I, I didn't know that could happen. And that the whole point of tonight was not to focus on what makes us weary, but to focus on the one who gives us life and who brings to us into the presence of God through his death on the cross. Jesus, the baby we celebrate. We don't celebrate him because he was a great teacher or he was a wonderful leader, though he was those things, we celebrate him because he is the Savior. That he is the one that took our place on the cross to receive our punishment for our sins so that we could receive the gift of eternal life, reconciliation with God through forgiveness of sins. And so maybe that's what you need to be reminded of tonight is that God is calling you to give you this gift of, of the life the gift of the privilege of walking into his presence. It's yours if you want to receive it. And God is saying, come, receive it by faith. Simply admit 
your sin to me and, and believe that Jesus, my son, is the Savior and then choose to follow me. Maybe that's what our weariness should remind us of is I need to have a relationship with God. Mary's simple words, rejoice in God, reminds us to be in God because there's no one else but Jesus that is able to give peace and joy and strength and hope when our souls are weary. Would you pray with me? We celebrate you today, Jesus. We celebrate your birth because you are the Savior and that your life and your death and your resurrection are the doorway into the presence of God through the forgiveness of sins. And that there we begin to experience the hope and the help and the, the, the strength and the joy that we need. And so we celebrate you because you are the one promised from the beginning of time, fulfilling the promises of God and offering to us eternal life through faith. Amen.